DDG episode 14 live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Digital Days Gaming. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, a little late recording again. Somebody had to watch some wrestling thingy. And next week it'll be somebody <laughs> had to watch the Super Bowl. Actually, I had to work that night up until like Dude, I'm going to miss like the first quarter of the game. I, I didn't know uh, when we rescheduled um, Sundays to, to Tuesday. I went to work Sunday morning, and I was working until... 8 Eastern, and I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it was so good that we did. Like, I ended up missing the first, like, hour of Royal Rumble, because for some reason, I never closed on Sunday. So you're just, you're just like, oh, I know what my schedule is. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's always, like, to 4 o'clock, and then that day, I was like, no, you're pulling a double. That sucks. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, uh, we are still live on Twitch, like I mentioned. It is Tuesday. We're recording on Tuesday, but uh, we should be able to hit all of the time frames that we've set so forth. Um, so for your uh, Patreon listeners, thank you so much for listening. You will have this episode on Wednesday. Everyone else will have it on Thursday. Um, next week could be a little bit of a challenge, just with some work schedule stuff and Super Bowl and some other things that we have going on. Um, the worst case scenario, I think think is that everything just might be pushed back 24 hours so patreon will get it on thursday and everybody else will get it friday morning um but we will see how that goes i think some of that has to do with time of recording time of editing and time of release <laughs> yeah but we will hit our weekly podcast yeah, yeah that's not so. we're not gonna miss uh, i don't have any yeah. intentions of missing uh anytime in the near future um we uh, might be a little compacted today you might sense a little bit of a rush in me i do have a flight to catch so, um, but nonetheless, we are here. So again, Digital Days Gaming, you can follow us on Twitter at Digital Days Pod. You can follow us on Twitch, like if you so choose, twitch.tv slash Digital Days Gaming, where we are an affiliated channel. So you can drop a sub on us, paid sub or Twitch Prime sub if you choose. We would appreciate that. Many of you have done that already, and it helps us tremendously. It's actually one of our big revenues. Um, so that was, as always, appreciated. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Digital Days Gaming, as well as Facebook page and a Facebook group. Just search Digital Days Gaming. Please join the group. Have us uh, join our conversations. There are always good conversations going on in there. Might be quiet for a day, but then there's usually like three or four things in a row. Um, and then the last two things, we have Discord. Uh, if you The Discord should be on our Twitter page. And if it's not, just tweet at me and I'll get it for you. Um, and then we also have Patreon. So patreon.com slash Digital Days Gaming where you have different tiers. You can join the Discord uh, private channel. You can join Discord just in general uh, and, and be in a couple of the channels. And then there's a, a, a Patreon supporters-only channel, which involves our Patreon supporters and our Twitch subscribers. If you link your Discord to your Twitch, Michael, uh, you'll have access to yeah. a certain channel. Uh, it's going to be like a T-shirt thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm an admin already, so I'm in. Um, but... Uh, Twitch subs just happen automatically, so if you were in the channel and and now you don't have access to the channel, it's because your subscription expired and you need to resub. Uh, and if you are a supporter, um, I will usually see that. And if you, but if you're not in the channel, just let me know, and I will mark you to be in the channel. So uh, Patreon uh, payout should be going out at the end of this month, so at the beginning of next month. So. All right, we are going to jump into the news, and I'm glad you have this on the dock because this was something I found very interesting as part of the quote-unquote streaming wars. The The streaming wars have, again, increased uh, in their warfare or whatever because uh, YouTube is kind of back in the game. YouTube quietly didn't give up on it, but YouTube gaming kind of shuttered, and now just gaming is just part of YouTube in general. Uh, but YouTube has signed an exclusive deal with Activision Blizzard, which means now YouTube will be the home for Call of Duty League, Overwatch League, and Hearts, uh, competitive Hearthstone. This is pretty big deal because uh, last year Overwatch uh, had th- like uh, over three hundred thousand global viewers on average. Um, it they uh, saw an eighteen percent increase from their previous year. Call of Duty League, uh, why not as popular as Overwatch, still had a consistent like 50,000 to 60,000 people watching uh, like their championships or their playoffs. And then Hearthstone is just one of those consistent uh, games that has a streaming audience for. But now they will be going exclusively on YouTube 
uh, moving away from Twitch. So this is like a big chunk of Twitch's esports scene now moving over to YouTube. So now YouTube is back in the mix. Not that they ever left, but it was everyone was focusing on Twitch and Mixer. And now YouTube's involved. And then there's also Facebook Live who's been signing uh, streamers mm-hmm. here and there. So it's a it's a four way war, yeah. And now we're gonna see the battle for esports. Well, and the two biggest things that Facebook has and Facebook and YouTube both have is um, discoverability on their platform. So mm-hmm. searching things on Facebook, people recommending something you like based on something else that you might like. Um, YouTube's algorithm, um, like YouTube, is something that we at DDG are lacking tremendously, and it's something I'm trying to to work on because I've seen. Tons and tons and tons of successful live streamers have more success with consistent YouTube content while streaming less. Um, and it's because the you know if you Google like um, there's a guy I watch on YouTube a lot. Uh, his name is Harris Heller. Um, it, he kind of talks like a lot about the analytics of things. He actually like has reinvented himself two or three times with like Vine and YouTube and into it. And he he's an adamant believer in building your content through YouTube because if you Google something, you're gonna get a link to a YouTube video, not a link to a Twitch stream. Yes. So, um, and the amount of subscribers you see of somebody having on YouTube versus the amount of subscribers you see somebody having on Twitch of two people that do the same thing, uh, subscribers to followers, YouTube subscribers to Twitch followers is usually, um, over a 70% increase on YouTube than it is on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And then even the, the, the main streamers that have left Twitch and Mixer to go to YouTube, they have only seen like a 20 or 25% decline in their viewers versus like somebody like Ninja and Shroud who, albeit increasing Mixer's overall numbers, have seen a decrease of um, 75 to 80% of the viewers from Twitch to Mixer. Yep. Um, go ahead. Uh, well, and, and the big thing YouTube has over Twitch is just the video on demand servers because right. Twitch does archive videos. Only for a certain period of time. Only for a certain period of time, unless you like highlight them, uh, which puts a lot of work, not a lot of work, but puts work on the content creators on Twitch to make sure they're doing all that and making sure they're clipping everything as opposed to YouTube where it's just after it's live, it's just, it's, it's available. Yeah. I mean, the only and thing that I would where... say that YouTube struggles with is knowing that a, a, a person is live. Yeah. That's something that they need to work on, which I can imagine they'll, they'll, figure that out i, I don't think that season. activision would have signed if they didn't if youtube didn't present to them some type of a plan for discoverability more discoverability which will probably just be hey we're going to take over the front page of youtube right i mean besides the fact that it, like the google truck backed up to the to activision's door <laughs> yeah yeah this definitely wasn't activision approaching youtube this yeah. was youtube backing up a truck to activision <laughs> But it's also saying, YouTube's way of this. like trying to stay relevant. Like, yeah, they tried YouTube gaming. They tried it separately, and that didn't really work. And they kind of folded that up into YouTube. Um, and like, ironically, like some like us talking about this. I was just watching a you know a video earlier this week about it, and he's he's, he's saying that um, the problem with certain things is like just knowing that that, that you're live, and and that's where it is. Like mm-hmm. Twitch is very easy. Like you open up the Twitch app, you go to your follower, it takes you automatically to your follower page. Pretty much, you see who's live. You click on it. If you don't see, pretty much, he said, if you don't see the person that you want to watch live, you don't see anybody else that you want to watch live. You close Twitch and you open YouTube. You don't close Twitch yeah. and open Mixer. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much go to YouTube and look at their archive content that they auto uploaded. Right so and then work from there but it's really cool um i would really like to see what they're going to do from a presentation standpoint um and just to just see in general how things are going to go but it's 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 a definitely a, a big notch in the belt for for youtube uh especially with uh overwatch 2 like in the near future you know like within the next year or two uh that that will be huge uh for youtube and i i haven't seen too much of the call of duty league uh but the presentation of overwatch league is like on par or close to how well league of legends does their presentation Mm -hmm. uh with like the you know the 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 overwatch arena the the pre-show all that stuff is really well presented and now they'll probably have a little bit more of a budget to play with uh because youtube will probably want it to look even better if it's going to be exclusive with them so it's probably it, it 
Activision had all the incentive in the world to do this because it's probably like, okay, YouTube's probably going to handle some of the budgeting for the presentation yeah. and the upkeep. And as this stuff keeps like this, the esports isn't going anywhere. There's college scholarships being offered, and, and like as these as this grows and develops, and you're going to see you know the the talent you know increase because the more it, it, very similar to. Uh, like even like a real sport like as it as it grew in popularity you'll see peaks you know like peaks and valleys like you know five ten years from now is esports going to be as big as it is now i maybe is it going to be bigger i don't know i look at something like the x games you know 15 years ago which was like must see tv for a lot of people and the you know sean white snowboarders of the worlds and it, it's not as relevant as it used to be but it still had a long run mm-hmm. and and espn having the, you know the rights to the x games definitely helped them tremendously and yeah. So I mean, sure. it's not that you know comparing the X Games to esports is is similar, but it's it's a valid you know certain things have been pulled out of the X Games that are now Olympic sports that never used to be. So. Yeah. All right. What's next? Um, let's jump to the next story. <clears throat> um, this one I just put in just uh, so we can realize that one company is taking over the video game industry. Uh, Tencent has acquired the Conan Exiles developer, uh, Funcom. Uh, with a $148 million bid. So uh, Tencent, Chinese uh, video game company, has been expanding into the Western uh, gaming market for quite some time. They already own 29% of Funcom. Uh, sometime last year they acquired 29%. Uh, and now this year they, they just full-on acquired them. So, uh, Funcom, they, they did Conan Exiles, uh, and then, um, Anarchy Online, and then they're currently working on a adaptation of Dune, uh, which sounds like it could be potentially interesting. Now they'll have a little bit more money to play with. Uh, but this is interesting because, uh, Tencent owns a lot of the video game industry right now, uh, just to run through it. Uh, they, excuse me. They own 100% of Riot Games, so League of Legends. Uh-huh. They own 40% of Epic Games, so Fortnite. Uh, they own a little over 10% <coughs> of Bluehole, which is Player Unknown's Battleground. They own 5% of Ubisoft. They own 5% of Activision. And then there's just a bunch of other games and studios that they just either outright own or own a huge chunk of. Was Tencent the studio that was trying to take over Ubisoft at one point in time? No, no, that was another. Okay. Um, okay. That was Vivendi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Microsoft. my bad. So then, no, but that did play a part in it because then they they had to buy them out. Shares to, yeah, yeah, they had Tencent come in, and I believe Tencent might own more of Ubisoft in the future based on the type of deal that they had. Uh, but like. They Tencent owns like Clash of Clans, Path of Exile. I just I'm more fascinated that okay you said this co- the company that they just bought made what game? Conan uh Conan Exile. And they're worth 140 million dollars. The rest, <laughs> the 71 percent that they bought was worth 148 million dollars. That's crazy. They already own 29. That's yeah, nuts. That, that is insane. <laughs> so did we ever and, did we ever hear the dollar amount for Insomniac? No, which is like crazy, right? Like if you're like, okay, Conan, like that's got to be like so- five hundred, or as an example, yeah. like it's got to be more, right? In theory, right? <laughs> like Conan Exiles, like we've seen that at trade shows, and <laughs> it it has done well. I mean, I'm not saying it's on par with like a mobile game or anything like that. I understand mobile games have like massive microtransactions and like the user base and everything like that is 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 fascinating. But a hundred forty million dollars for mid-tier style video game maybe yeah like <laughs> uh, but it sounds like it was a bidding war so they probably overpaid just a little bit but the fact that there was a bidding what's war, a little bit like 15 yeah. million like so what are we talking about i'm sorry like a hundred million dollars like, like yeah it, it's it's pretty fucking crazy like what would somebody like, like young much? horses be worth then i have no idea um so uh paradox uh is another studio uh, that Tencent bought, and they for five percent they had to spend twenty one million dollars. So that's the type of number for like five percent of Paradox Interactive is worth like yeah. twenty one million dollars to Tencent. So yeah, I have no idea like what an Insomniac deal is worth. <laughs> uh, what Microsoft spent on the five plus studios they bought. I mean, maybe. Uh, I mean, so are they buying? Did they? Okay, I guess did they buy the studio or did they buy the game or both? 
they bought the they took the studio. Okay, the company. Okay. Yes, they 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 bought the yeah, company, which is essentially the same thing Microsoft did. So. Yeah. So uh, Tencent continuing to just. So the guy, Tim, Sh- is it uh, Double Fine's owner, uh, Tim? Tim Sh- Yeah, it doesn't look crazy when he goes. Well, why'd you go to Microsoft? Because they offered me a crap ton of money. <laughs> yeah, and he's like. <laughs> Like that is apparently a truth, especially when you like like I I can totally see like batting an, uh, a couple eyelashes at one hundred forty eight million. All right, we're gonna sit at the dinner table here. I'm gonna write a figure on a piece of paper and slide it across. Tell me what your first thought is. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know what games we have made. Not that they're bad, but I wonder if they, like any time a deal like this goes through, I wonder if other studios look and are just like shit we should see we should put ourselves up for sale or we should like send out feelers to see if anyone wants to acquire us yeah i mean i i would have to i would have to say though i bet you that as an example with the microsoft deals like maybe a significant amount of the sale figure i think would go down if you're allowing like schaefer to still have creative control Oh, for sure. Yeah. There, so, like, as, it, with, with a with a round number, like, okay, we're going to buy your studio and buy everything, and we're going to own it, and it's going to be, I don't even know, five hundred million. Oh, wait, I want to stay on and be creative producer and everything like that, and still pick the type type of games we make. Okay, well, now we want to buy you, but we only want to buy you for two hundred seventy. Yeah, know? yeah. They have to like take the the stake, you know, like the the high stakes, and figure out exactly like what's worth the risk, and then if it's Right, because I mean, we that know right control. Yeah, I mean, we know like Epic as a company is probably worth a, an ungodly number, but I feel like their engine is worth more than Fortnite. Mm, I would probably say it's, it's probably close. Probably it's close now, close. but I'm just saying it's yeah. for the future content. Their engine is definitely worth more money. Owning the oh, rights yeah, yeah. to that engine and the royalties that you that they get from their engine is definitely mm-hmm. worth more than Fortnite. Oh, for for sure, for sure, especially. Epic Games has been getting into like the the entertainment industry yeah. uh, with their technology, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially in the, the long run, because Fortnite right. will be around forever. Yeah, like it's gonna stop. We've been saying that for a while, but it's gonna stop. <laughs> Eventually, it's gonna stop, but it's gonna be it's gonna Fortnite's gonna be like the Call of Duty thing, where every year they're like, mm, I don't know if Call of Duty's gonna keep going or it's gonna keep doing the same thing, and then numbers still high, and it's just like okay, they're still doing pretty damn well. Yeah. It's like, but they aren't doing that well. Right. Um, it's all right. fascinating. Uh, That's a ton of money for a double A studio. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, well, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know enough about Conan Exiles, but I've seen it yeah. from time to time. Somebody's going to write us really... some hate mail. <laughs> oh, for sure. Someone's going to send us a tweet being like, Conan Exiles is one of the greatest games ever made. And be like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> um, but speaking of uh, Microsoft in a roundabout way uh ninja theory are teasing a new experimental horror game called project mara this, com- this is um, this this is starting to scare me no i i mean i'll make you make it less scary for you um so project mara will be a real world and grounded representation of true mental terror um, it will be based heavily on research, interviews, first-hand accounts to recreate the horrors of the mind as accurately and believably as possible. Um, so, For the record, I'm not worried about the game itself scaring me. I'm worried about the studio. <laughs> yeah, so when Ninja Theory originally made Hellblade, they were pitching Hellblade as a triple indie game a triple a indie title they didn't want to do big triple a budgeted games they wanted to do triple a games in an indie wrapper in terms of like shorter experiences that are more focused and hellblade definitely was that and part of the reason they wanted to do triple i feel like they said triple indie or triple i it was a stupid term um but they, as a studio, realize that putting years and years of effort into just one project that can make or break the company wasn't healthy. So they wanted to do shorter experiences that are more focused and put all of their knowledge that they've had making AAA titles, big AAA titles, into these experiences. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Hellblade, this, and then Bleeding Edge are all going to probably fit under that of these aren't gigantic experiences. This is just a studio that's super focused on smaller projects. But I understand your fear if you want to explain it. So Platinum Games went through this a little while ago where Platinum Games was considered to be like a top tier developer. Uh, The stuff that they were making was like amazing when they were doing like Bayonetta. And then they went through where like all of a sudden they took a team that was usually working on one game. 90% 90% of the studio working on one game, 10% of the studio working on the next project to where they were pr- producing three or four games. And half of those games were terrible. Yes, there was definitely, is this good platinum or bad platinum? Right. For a little um, and so now, since, since Hellblade has released, they have been purchased by Microsoft, and now they are talking about, without releasing anything yet, three separate games. Yes. They're they're looking at three separate games. We don't know like the the size of these games. I'm guessing it'll be around the same size Hellblade was, mm-hmm. where that is like maybe a six to eight hour game. No, um, I mean unless Microsoft has increased their staff like fifty percent or allowed their budget to be increased by at least fifty percent. I'm concerned. So, and I haven't played so, Hellblade, so I don't know the level of gameplay and 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 or any of that stuff that goes into it. Um, Mm-hmm. But it's just a concern. So, uh, Hellblade was very linear. Like, it was really hard to go off the, the, the main path of that game. It was very tight with, like, the, the way the levels were structured. It almost felt like you're, like, walking through a corridor sometimes. But you didn't mind it because they were doing so many other things uh, with the presentation that made it not that noticeable, but if you wanted to strip away all the visual aspects uh-huh. of, you know, the flair with the game, you would have a very linear, linear experience that's only like six hours. So that's how they were able to make something like Hellblade that looks absolutely <coughs> amazing. Sorry. They just made a very simple game at its core. I don't know what Bleeding Edge is going to be like. We're going to find out in like two months when that comes out, because I think that's March. But that's also um, that's also a game that requires um, consistent patching and balancing, probably. Which Microsoft has enough money to work. I'm not that. worried about the money. I'm worried about the people that are working on the game. Yeah, and we I've seen it. Like I, I'm telling, like Bungie came out and said, as an example of being able to keep up a certain pace was hard. And then mm-hmm. in order in, in order for them to fix that pace, they're like, we're going to be independent and lose the two studios that were helping us do that. <laughs> yeah. And now Hellblade, or I'm sorry, Ninja Theory, who is made a great game by all accounts, is now, I'm just worried that, that they're maybe overshooting what they, are, what they can do. And hopefully I'm wrong. I, I want to be wrong. I want studios mm-hmm. to make games. I want studios to make great games, profitable games, and to make of them consistently. I don't want to have to wait, you know, six, seven years for like some of my favorite franchises to come out. And again, not having played Hellblade, uh, I don't, I don't have an attachment to it. But I know somebody like you is super looking forward to Hellblade too, and I just don't want them to mess that up for you. Yeah, um, I guess uh, it's going to depend on what Bleeding Edge does. If it takes off and it is a game that they're going to have to focus on a lot. Um, I have a feeling, I don't want to doubt Ninja Theory, they're one of my favorite studios, but Bleeding Edge just seems to me like it's a distraction that will probably go away after some time, and then they'll just focus on their story focus games. And even if it takes off, Microsoft probably has enough auxiliary studios to handle and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like offload. But they were working on Bleeding, they were working on Bleeding Edge before they were purchased. So this is a passion project from inside of them, not Microsoft asking them to make something like this, right? Yeah, which they can still technically maintain with a small team. Yeah. Um, that they can then just throw Microsoft money on to like develop that team. Uh and then just work on no, this. I, 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 again, if they can if they can yeah. if they can do it, like oh, amazing. Perfect. I, I hope that they can. It's just yeah. it's just a concern. Oh no, yeah, no, I totally see the concern. Especially we'll 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 we have to wait until like bleeding edge comes out just to see exactly what that is because i feel like we still don't really know 
all that much about Bleeding Edge. Um, I don't understand why they announced this game right now. We, you know, it's just like, you already have Hellblade coming out. This is one of the things we talked about last week, where studios and publishers just kind of, they, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot by announcing stuff just way too early. Uh, to where then, now they have to deal with, like, years of questions of, like, hey, where's Project Mara? Where's Project Mara? And it's just like, well, we're still working on Hellblade. We're still working on Bleeding Edge. Yeah, you're going to walk out of a Microsoft press conference or an Xbox event, and somebody's going to be like, well, what's the coolest thing? Oh, I saw this. It was great. What's the thing that you're disappointed at? I didn't see anything about Project Mara. It's two and a half years. Like, where's my date? Yeah. (laughs) And then you'll get the articles, like, is Project Mara dead? Like, it's... (laughs) We'll have to see how this plays out. Uh, But I, I definitely see the concern that you would have with Ninja Theory stretching himself too thin. Uh, I, I, We just need to see how everything plays out with their next two games and figure out how long it will be for Project Mora. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alright. Last news story. Uh, As the world I haven't told turns. Dave yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't told Dave yet, but this will turn into an Uncharted movie podcast eventually. <laughs> Um, it'll it'll so, turn into an Uncharted movie podcast before or after the movie comes out. As soon as it goes into production, we'll just <laughs> break down set photos every week of just like, where's the scarf? Is his shirt not tucked in? Okay. So, uh, originally, Uncharted, the movie, had a December 18th, 2020 release date. The director left earlier this year or late last year. I kind of forget. <laughs> So now the release date is March 5th, 2021. The movie still has no director, but they are locking in a release date. Yeah, because that's a good idea. Um, (laughs) Yeah, just lock it in. Uh, They are bumping Masters of the Universe out of its release date. And now Masters of the Universe might be up for sale. Does Masters of the Universe have a director? Um, I have no idea. Um... (laughs) I, I honestly don't know because because <laughs> that would be Masters like perfect the for them to is... like put a put a movie on hold that already has a director and date a movie that doesn't have a director. Like that's great. So apparently, Masters of the Rector must or Masters of the Universe must have a director because they're in pre production right now. <laughs> it sounds like Sony might sell Masters of the Universe because they don't want to deal with it anymore. <laughs> uh, which apparently that means Masters of the Universe. We haven't been following that. Maybe that's the movie we should be following. <laughs> Because uh, now it's oh, you in, think like, Uncharted's limbo? in trouble? You should look at this movie. <laughs> yeah, look at the movie that they bumped for the Uncharted movie that has no director whatsoever, <laughs> and the actor is only available every once in a while. Um, but yeah, uh, would I, I'm just gonna keep adding Uncharted news <laughs> to this podcast until this movie comes out, and then we're like, oh, was it worth it? Uh, but yeah, March 5th, 2021, uh, mark the date down, uh, Dave's gonna fly out to Chicago, we're gonna watch it, uh, at a movie theater Yeah, yeah, I'll lock that in for sure, yeah, absolutely. Let me put that in pen in my calendar, hang on. Yeah, yeah, just, uh... (laughs) Sharpie marker, uh, I'll be right back. (laughs) Take the, like, eight-hour drive to Chicago. It's like four, dude. Oh, it's four hours? Perfect! (laughs) Fantastic. It's just as long as the movie will be. Uh... You know what's funny, though? There's probably not even a good behind-the-scenes documentary on the Uncharted movie, because it's probably literally just the Sony president be like... Redacted. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the Sony president, like, looking at an email from Kevin Feige, like, we need Tom. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) And then they just have to delay it every couple months. Uh, But yeah, that's our update on the Uncharted movie. Ugh. It's be like uh, a new Digital Days t-shirt, Uncharted question mark movie. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. Uh, what have you been playing? Um, I started Horizon Zero Dawn. I saw that. And I played it for like five straight hours. Nice. And I was having fun. Are you, are you still her as a child? No. So I think uh, I didn't. I was debating about play. So I played it like when it came out for like i think maybe like an hour or an hour and a half two hours i don't know but i got through that part of where she was being trained and 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 developing and got her ear thing um and then um i stopped playing like right before the proving Mm -hmm. 
So I started the stream up and a couple of people joined the stream and I was like, do I need to start this over? Like, did I, cause my biggest concern is like, do I, am I going to remember how to shoot the bow? <laughs> like, cause it's been so long since I played it, but I did. Okay. Like, um, I got to the point where I started getting where like armor or, you know, was presented to me and, and, you know, like in crafting and, and for the most part, it's been pretty intuitive. I didn't have any problems like picking it back up and playing. Um, it's a little bit or a lot more stealth than I was expecting. And that might just be okay. the part of the game that I'm playing right now. Um, I was trying to take over a couple of camps and, you know, just, just getting comfortable with the gameplay elements and the gameplay mechanics. Hi, cat. <laughs> um, but I, and multiple people came in the stream and said it like the games, like, and I agree with them. Like the game for it being as old as it is, is, is arguably the best looking game on the console. Yeah. And you're on a regular PS4 too. Right. I'm on a regular PS4 and I'm streaming it. And when I, and when I stream it, I believe I'm set, I think I'm set at 60 frames, 1080p, but you know, mm-hmm. you're watching it on your phone or your tablet, which may or may not be able to do 1080p and it's through the internet and people were still saying how good it looked. And, and I wasn't, I didn't have any performance issues or anything like that. So like, um, I'm progressing along through the story. Uh, I'm hoping to... I need to start kind of paying attention to, like, maybe some side quests and things like that to get some better stuff. I did fight a couple big, uh, I guess, dinosaurs, mechs, whatever you want to call them. Um, I am actually was quite impressed, too, by the intelligence the intelligence of the AI as well. Uh, there was an, a situation where I ran into... I knew I was going to run into a mech. I fought it. I died. And I went back to a campfire, and I, w- and I came back. And I used my, like... Um, can't even, like my shock trap where you can shoot shoot it in the ground and like kind of like like corridor off an area and the machine wouldn't go into that wouldn't cross the line like he knew it was there um it gave me the ability to keep a dis the machine farthest enough away from me so i could do some damage to it i need to get better at analyzing the machines and 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 weak points but it there's and i know i'm saying this like two years late there's some really cool depth to this game that i like yeah. i wasn't really aware of and it it never was a a lack of desire to play the game it was just a lack of time commitment and i've just decided mm-hmm. and i've just decided that i'm going to reduce playing some other games like destiny and division and 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 try to focus on these games maybe like one or two days a week i want to stream them i intended to only stream horizon for like you know two and a half hours or three hours but i was having a good time with it and people were in the chat and talking and watching so i just kept going and it was great and i had a, a and i had a really good time with it i did dabble in my weekly time in destiny messing around leveling my character up um it's kind of in that again in that point where it's like state of the game like is the game in a, in a bad point um i don't think it is i just like i said before though i just think you have to come to understand and respect what destiny is and how it's going to continue to produce content and if you don't like it don't play it so yeah um but um for the most part that that is you know, so it's just a little bit of destiny and horizon uh, i've been working a little bit of uh, of uh nutty hours and then this week's not going to be any better so <laughs> No, you, you you kind of made your week a little bit more difficult. Yeah, so but I do intend to hopefully play some more Horizon uh, Friday night. So if you're listening to this, I think it'll be Friday night. Um, I'll 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 play Horizon, stream it. Um, so, but uh, watching, um, I I'm I'm sure we may or may not talk about this. Um, it could be a spotlight, but I I got enthralled with watching the stuff with Kobe Bryant. So, um, yeah, Kobe, that stuff. Uh... We were like I found out when I was at work. I found uh, out someone... like literally right when I started streaming Horizon. Oh wow, yeah. So <clears throat> someone like came into our area of work, like in, uh, like the back area of work, and, and they're just like, "Kobe Bryant died," and the immediate reaction to all of us was, "Fuck you, shut up!" Like we. Well, the, you, the sad like... the sad part is that TMZ was reporting at first, and yeah, th- no, there's no. there's always a grain of salt. Always like no matter what TMZ has done some fantastic work over the last couple of years, broken some really big stories, but they have this stigma of they're they they just want attention. Yeah. And when someone came back there and all they said was like Kobe Bryant died, we're just like, fuck you. That like, what are you talking about? And then we all checked and then like we just like it was like four of us working and then we all just like froze and then we're just looking at our phones. It's like and two of the people I work with are from California. Yeah. So it like hit them especially hard because they're like Laker fans growing up. Yep. I mean, so it was like, it, like it, there stop. was there was reports happening and the people were quote tweeting it saying, "No, this can't be possible. Like, there's no way this is real." And then the NBA, the real NBA beat writers, came out and said, "Hey, like, this happened." Like the Adrian, yeah, as soon as Adrian, Wojciechowski, yeah, Adrian Wojciechowski, yeah. Like it, it's like okay, holy crap! Like you know whether 
all the stuff, you know, like as you know, the ups and downs of Kobe Bryant's career, like like people that don't even watch basketball know who he is. Oh yeah, you know? no, it, it's like it was it was crazy. You know, I I love basketball and like grew up right when Kobe Bryant was like you know in like the Black Mamba phase of his yeah. career. So like it was just like couldn't believe it. I've still like two days later when I load up Twitter and I see something about Kobe Bryant, I'm still like fuck. Yeah. Like that really happened, and then it, it, the, what makes it worse is like his daughter. Oh god, too. everybody on the plane. I mean, like just to. Yeah. to I'm, I'm sorry, everybody on the helicopter. I mean, I think that if I read it correctly, there was like a some of their friends, like his daughter's friends, like the the dad, and then the two, or yeah, like or the there was the, like the mom, the mom, and the dad, the daughter. So like literally, like it would be like if Angela, if me and Angela and Owen and Zoe got on a helicopter. All of a sudden, Jonathan, an hour later, is an orphan. Yeah, it, like, like it's, it's it's crazy nuts. Yeah, so that's just been crazy. I'm just been looking at all the memorial stuff. Like ESPN two, I think was this playing his last NBA game yesterday. Yeah, like our arena, Little Caesars Arena, where the Pistons play and the Red Wings play. They turned their all their lights purple and gold. The NBA, yeah, the Sears Tower yeah, did the same. The thing. NBA delayed the Clippers Lakers game. They just postponed it. Like they're like, there's not, it's yeah. not time to play basketball in LA right now. Um, yeah it's it was just crazy you know and it's still one of those scenes where when i like again i look on twitter or something and you see like an update or something uh and i'm just like wow that that seriously happened the closest thing that ever like shook me kind of like briefly like that at least connected to sports is like in the early in the mid 90s with the red wings um after they it was a little bit after they had won one of their many stanley cups during this run um they the players some of the players got in a limousine accident and arguably like um vladimir konstantinov was a was a russian defenseman for the red wings and he was paralyzed and he yeah. was he was like arguably at the time the best defensive hockey player in the game and he was very young at that time and it like the potential for what you know could have or couldn't have happened and he's still you know he's like the red wings did a good job taking care of him um you know and things but it's just crazy how like people de- try to demean sports sometimes or de- even like demean video games. But when things like this happen, it shakes the core of the world. Like Kobe Bryant's passing shook the world. It, yeah. it, it would, it, it's very similar to like when Prince passed away. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and then just seeing the different ways people are memorializing him. It's just like yes. heartbreaking. Yeah. Some of the teams took a 24 second shot clock violation. There was people that yeah. were doing the, his, like his, uh, in NBA 2K that were doing his emote in the game. It's like his yeah. Mamba emote. Um, the just just in general, like uh, Mark Cuban, the Dallas Maverick owner, said nobody in my organization will ever wear twenty four. Like he just he, yeah. he you know he retired it, and he's a like a competitor to them. Yeah. So, but yeah, that kind of like on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, Monday in um, Monday morning, kind of in you know, and just listening to the radio, and, you know, because I love. I mean, I love sports, and I I watch a lot of ESPN and listen to a lot of ESPN radio, and it's just it's just. It's it's overshadowing the Super Bowl stuff right now, and as it should. Oh yeah, as, yeah the as Pro it Bowl should. is happening. Yeah, yeah. And some of those players that were on the field, like these are p- people that knew him. You know, like it's just it, he was just in the news too. He's always in the news, you know, pretty much regularly. But LeBron James had just passed him on the scoring list, so there was mm-hmm. just a lot of talk about you know the Kobe LeBron conversation, and then it was just it's just earth shattering. So just yeah, just you know, the, the, you know, prayers and best wishes to everybody that was on that heli- uh, on that helicopter, like. And please yeah. don't don't destroy the pilot. Like, just don't do that. So. Yeah, that's unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely been like kind of took over the the weekend. Uh, just following that news, even if you're trying to get away from the news, everyone was you know bringing it up. So I was just like, couldn't escape it. Yeah. Uh, was that it uh, for for you? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I can like remember off the top of my head right now. So. Okay, uh, so switch back to, to video games. A uh, little less uh, yeah, serious stuff. Not a good segue, sorry. <laughs> yeah, not not the best segue uh, to pass off to me, but it's fine. Um, so uh, some guy tweeted uh, a couple days ago about how he didn't understand like the hype around Doom. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, yeah, you know what? I kind of feel the same way. And I loaded up Doom 2016 because I'd never played it before, but I owned it because it was... On, it's been on sale for like five dollars on PS4. Like I feel like the last six months. On for the off. record, I didn't say I didn't understand the hype. I just said I didn't understand the appeal of the game. Okay, there we go. <laughs> um, 
so I, I loaded it up just because I'm just like, you know what? I should probably play it. I bought it. I got to stop buying games <laughs> uh, when they're on sale, on a flash sale, and not play them. So I loaded up Doom, only played about like the first hour in it. Um, it's hard to go to something like Doom. Doom, it plays really smooth, but it plays very different than all the other first-person shooters that I'm currently playing. Uh, that game was just like really crisp and the the gameplay flow is just so so good uh like i'm i'm, I'm impressed with that it's just I, I i don't know how far i'm gonna get in doom 2016 i don't know how long it is either uh but it, dave like kind of piqued my curiosity it's like you know what i own a game well, and i haven't really had a desire to play it i i equated it to kind of like racing games it's like oh it's like a, it's 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 a, a pinnacle showcase of what the systems can do yeah that's great but what's happening in Doom? Like, you play for an hour. Like, what's going on? Uh, you get, uh, like, woken up and, like, have to kill demons. Like, it's very simple. It's just like... But how long can hell? that type of, like... Don't you feel like that video games in general have evolved more than just shooting porn? Uh, I feel like they've definitely evolved past that. But sometimes you just want to watch a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to play like that tied into that phrase shooter. really well. That's oh no no yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew what I was doing there. Uh, the, I, I get it. I, I, again, like yeah. the the reason why it sparked my interest. There's been about like whatever, like ten minutes of gameplay. Of, what, what's it called now? Doom Eternal. Yeah, Doom yeah, Eternal. that's coming out, and it's been delayed, and it looks great, and it it, it moves, and it you know it's it's a um, modern miracle of that it runs at sixty frames per second, and you can move this fast and do all this stuff and run at higher frame rates on PC. Like I get all of the stuff, but. It's just like how many times can you go back to that style? Like how many times can you go back to, you know, like oh so and so has been woken up and he's going to use really cool guns and kill things and it's going to be really gory and you're going to shoot stuff and move really fast. Every four years, the answer is every <laughs> four years because the last one came out and like I said, it, it, they always like I love them. Like I get it. Like it's a, it's a it's a it's a great franchise. It's you know and but I feel like they always have all this hype and then they come out and they review it like a seven and a half or a seven. And then you hear somebody talk about him for 24 hours, and then it's over. Yeah, I I can see that. Uh, <laughs> like, I remember Doom did do really well review-wise. It sold clearly enough to make a sequel. Um, I'm going to probably continue with it. Don't know how long I will, just because there are so many other games I could be playing. I just wanted to see, like... It gave me a reason to just like mm-hmm. load up a game that I bought for five dollars. And it was just again, I, I put that out there because I'm trying to get better at putting my thoughts out. You know, just in general, sometimes I hold things back too much, believe it or not. Um, but um, in terms of like gaming stuff and personal stuff, like I'm just trying to put you know, and, and using it more as a timeline. And it was just something that was on my mind that day. Like I'm not saying I don't, I I, I don't want anybody to think I'm disrespecting like racing games. I'm disrespecting. I love shooters. Like if you haven't noticed, I really do love shooters. I just don't see the appeal of Doom. Um, so, uh, I wanted to play Call of Duty this week. Uh, I don't know, Dave, if you saw, like, I I feel like a lot of people were annoyed by it. Uh, I went to go load up Call of Duty. Um, my PS4 was in rest mode, but apparently it didn't download the latest Call of Duty update. It was like 13 gigs. It's like, fine, whatever. My internet's fast. Downloaded 13 gigs in like 10 minutes and then had to watch it copy for like 20 minutes. Only 20 minutes Um, for you? Wow. Yeah. And then loaded up the game, hit multiplayer, and it's like, no, you have to download the multiplayer uh, pack, which usually, like, they have that, and all it does is, like, reboot the game, and then it downloads something from Call of Duty servers. But instead, it, it linked me to the PlayStation Store to download a free multiplayer pack, and then it made me download a Spec Ops multiplayer pack. Which Spec Ops which is exclusive like, to PlayStation, correct? Uh, what's the, what's I, the, I think yeah, there's something exclusive to PlayStation. Maps, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it made me go to the PlayStation Store and download these packs, and then I couldn't play multiplayer until both packs were downloaded, and it was like another 13 gigs and another 10 gigs. Jeez. So then I just got annoyed because, I, if I remember correctly, because it's two different patches, it's gonna have to copy the data twice. So then I was like, what the fuck? This this like ruined my like hour before bed that I just wanted to play like two three matches of Call of Duty. So then, uh, should've, I should have bought it on Stadia, man. I, I should have. <laughs> if, if only it was there, and probably 
not several months old, like Borderlands. Uh, so then I, I was like, fuck it. Overwatch apparently downloaded a patch. Uh, so I loaded up Overwatch and then haven't played that in a couple months. And I did all my placement matches, uh, for the support class. I lost four of them and only won one of them and got ranked the highest I've ever been ranked off placement matches, uh, which I guess the game respected the way I lost and ranked me in platinum. Sounds like somebody knows uh, how to play the objective. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Like I, I, I played support and supported my teammates, uh, which was kind of, kind of fun just to see. Like, oh, okay, cool. They must have done a lot of work. Cause I, I feel like I haven't played since like season eighteen or in season twenty or twenty one right now. Jeez. Uh, so I that was kind of a nice ego boost for me of just like I still got it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I played just my placement matches and then I, I stopped. Um, so I've been continuing to watch Sarah play the Witcher. She's really close to the end of the game. Uh, so I've been enjoying watching some of those cutscenes. There's some really funny cutscenes, uh, like, you know, like bar scenes in that game towards the end or drinking scenes. And she's close <laughs> to the, to the end game right now that she still has like two DLC packs to do, which will be another like 20 hours. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I continue to do the thing where why she plays The Witcher Three, uh, I'm on my Switch, so I picked up a game called Super Crush KO, which is a uh, side-scrolling like brawler, uh, with like art style, like very like pastel like pink and purple colors. Uh, it's like very bright and colorful. The story of this one is a super villain has stolen your cat. And you're just out for revenge to get your cat. You are a crazy cat guy now. I think I am. Um, <laughs> but the reason I picked it up is because it. The, I, I really like that that pink and like purple pastel color yeah. art style. It almost reminded me of Paper Girls, so, which is a Brian K. Vaughn book. By the I way, was, by the way, uh, you can reading. you can tweet at the first MJC to tell him to stream his Switch games. Stream his Switch know, games. So just just tweet at him. Stream the Switch. Yeah, I, I need I need to just set that up. I might buy another Switch dock just to make my life easier. Uh, it's got to be some open box thing at work, right? <laughs> yeah, no, because like there's some like off brand Switch docks. Yeah, which will probably be fine to just hook up to just to stream out of. Just because the current thing is like I have the the Switch uh, in my bedroom actually right now because I bought Ring Fit Adventure, which is like the 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 fitness game that has like a Pilates ring. I bought that, but I needed space in the bedrooms. The only like room with enough like space uh, to play that. So I bought that. I haven't quite played it yet. I was going to play it after we were streaming, but I'm not going to after after we're done recording. I'm not going to stream me playing Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> stream the Switch, damn it! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I I need to get another like stream uh, or Switch dock just to make streaming easier. Uh, but I've been playing Super Crush KO. Not too far into it. Uh, it's just it's just kind of like a like a cute platformer with like bright colors, which I'm always in favor of. If your video game's art aesthetic is like pink and purple, I will play the fuck out of it. <laughs> like, I will I will buy it and not hesitate at all. Will I enjoy it? I don't know, but I'll buy it. Um, so that that's kind of it for what I've been playing. Uh, and then watching uh, the Royal Rumble was this Sunday. I thought I was going to be able to watch the full thing, and, uh, but I had to watch it on delay because of work. Uh, it was it was a good show, surprisingly. Uh, the men's Royal Rumble uh, was really boring the first half, but they were actually building to a story, which actually worked out really well. So I was impressed that they were able to do that. Uh, the women's Royal Rumble was was okay. Uh, it's kind of scary because uh, one of the competitors like busted the back of her head open like really bad and then continued to wrestle for like 15 20 minutes and her blonde hair was just getting soaked in red as she was playing and she was leaving puddles of blood everywhere around the ring but she wouldn't like you know take herself out of the match which was just kind of like weird so me and sarah are watching that and every time we're just like please someone fucking eliminate her because we're worried for her health and safety uh so watch that 
uh, th- that was uh, fun. Uh, if you want to hear my predictions that are, I think, mostly wrong, uh, I was on uh, <laughs> Too Young to Be This Old uh, podcast uh, last week to preview the Royal Rumble. So uh, in case you want to listen to that. Um, and that, that's pretty much it for, for watching. Like the Kobe Bryant thing is just kind of like taken over like most of the yeah. stuff I watch. Uh, so I'm just like, I was surprised Hulu already had like a, a special on his life. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of scary. Like you, I mean, I, it, it makes me wonder, like, I understand that these studios can produce content like really fast. Like they have talented, like the best people in the world working at, at these, you know, whether it's CNN or ESPN or ABC news or any of these TV media outlets. If I didn't mention it, it's not because I'm pro anything, by the way. <laughs> so, um, but just the fact of the matter of even like I, you know that you can hear about like when you know like so and so like okay so like the Tigers announcer Ernie Harwell like he told he announced like in October like years ago that he was taking himself off life support and he or t- stopped taking his medication and he lived until like March but you know that people were preparing for the passing of Ernie Harwell like nobody was preparing for the passing of Kobe Bryant. The, the the thing that's kind of crazy, uh, it makes sense. A lot of news organizations for celebrities will already write their obituaries just to have ready. That's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy as fuck. Because uh, there's been a couple times where like news outlets had to apologize because they, cause they put the wrong in memory of image up. Uh, that happened recently. I forget to which actress where they put the wrong in memory of mm-hmm. on the newscast. And it's just because they just have all that shit ready. Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, but, yeah, I know that like like again, these people that are like editing video and doing B-roll and everything like that, they're they're, you know, super talented and this is their job. And 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 when they're like, like there's certain things with my job that I'm really good at doing and I can get it done in like 2 days, but if something like if like oh, holy crap, something terrible happened, I need to get this done in like 3 hours. Like can I do it? Like yeah, I'm capable of doing it. Yeah. So, you know, but just it's it's interesting. Like we're not even yeah. We're a little over forty-eight hours away from him passing away, and in the you know, and all those people in the helicopter passing away, and the amount of things that have already happened, it's just it's yeah. mind mind-boggling. So yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, let's uh, move on to questions, Dave. Yeah. All right. So, um, Kevin on the Facebook group, I can't help but think with Games Pass being as good as it as it is and ps now being subpar that sony has something up their sleeves yeah we hope um uh streaming is becoming more and more of a viable option for all media i think that they may revamp ps now soon and or make the ps5 fully backwards compatible with all their generations of consoles yeah so more of a comment uh my bad no it's fine i mean yeah uh, again it's it's just depends on We've talked about it before. Like it, it appears that Microsoft doesn't care where you play. No, not at all. But they just want you to play their stuff. Yeah. Sony, it appears, cares where you play. Though, there I didn't put it in news because it hasn't been verified, but a lot of Jason Schreier and other outlets are reporting Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. Right. Uh, so maybe Sony's transitioning out of that. But for the most part, you're right. They want you on right right now. Like yeah. they're concerned about this. Like has Sony always kind of been like future proofing themselves for things? Yes, I believe so. Like if they were, if any, if if Sony, if any company was going to turn into just a software company and stop producing hardware, you know, two years ago we would say sign me up to like I'm going to invest in Sony as a software company. You know, like Microsoft has kind of changed that narrative a little bit now with the, their acquisitions. Now they just need to produce the library of it, but. You know, for for all of a sudden, you know, for I don't even know how long it's going to be, but there's going to be a point in time where we turn our television, we grab a controller, we don't have a console. It's just like you like click a box, like you click Netflix, and you just play your games. Like that's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, is Sony in position for that to happen? Yeah. Is Microsoft in position for that to happen? It looks like it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Microsoft. So. Yeah, in terms of like, do I expect that whenever they release or reveal the PS5 or start giving us details about the PS5, are we going to see some Games Pass competitor? No, I don't, because I think that they're going to sit there and have something really cool, like two or three thing, really cool things that are going to be like, you know what, I'm buying a PS5. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see them using the PS5 stage to be like, and we're going to revamp PS now. Maybe down the line we can see something like that, but who knows? 
So, all right, uh, Chris Penwell from Active Quest Show. What do you think? What do you think? Quantic Dreams will do next. Ooh, so now they're free to kind of do whatever they wanted. They've always been an independent studio, but they no longer have like a full relationship with Sony in terms of like they have to release on the PlayStation platforms because they've been releasing their games on PC. I'm guessing the next Quantic Dream game is just going to be multi-platform. Did this make sense for a studio to just be multi-platform in terms of money-wise? I don't see them doing anything drastically different than what they've been doing. Yeah, it'll be a multiple uh, story arc telling a really interesting story. Yeah, I mean telling it really it's, I mean that sounded like a bad way of word, but telling a really cool story in an interesting way through multiple branches. What they'll special what it'll specialize in, I have no idea. Yeah. It'll have the David Cage kind of hacky writing it'll, here and it'll there, be cagey. but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's an Andy but pun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see them doing anything different than what they've been doing, other than it'll be on multiple platforms. Just because they're releasing their stuff on PC now, they probably see the benefit of releasing games on PC and not being locked into one console. Um, I don't see them being acquired by anyone because I feel like Sony could have acquired them and didn't. So, yeah, they're probably just going to be on multiple platforms and just doing what they do, which is the type of game they like to make. You know, the the multiple characters, multiple paths, Mm -hmm. and then just keep doing that until it doesn't work. Yeah. All right, so Hussein on the Facebook group writes, Hi all, so I have a question. We keep seeing all these pro controllers for PS4 coming out, and the Elite 2 for Xbox looks cool also. Um, But does a casual gamer like himself benefit or need a pro-slash-elite controller? I mean, will it improve his gameplay style? Uh, Question mark. Make him better at it or just made for those pro hardcore gamers? Let's go ahead and take that first. Okay. Um, I don't think, uh, it's going to improve, like, if you're just, like, playing regular casual games, it's not going to improve your experience fully. If you are playing a multiplayer game, like a Call of Duty, an Overwatch, or a Destiny, you might see some benefit, but it's also how comfortable you are with, like, the back paddles and the, like, the side buttons, all the extra things that those controllers come with. Like, I have an Astro controller. I can't say I've seen an improvement in my gameplay, you know, from a regular controller, but I do feel like the Astro controller is more comfortable to feel like the, like the weight on it is really good. The rubberized grip is really comfortable. So for me personally, using one of those controllers, it's like a comfort thing more than it is about giving me the edge in a multiplayer game. Cause to be honest, like when I first got it, I was using those back buttons. Cause it was like, it was, you know, like a, a new thing. But I haven't really touched the back buttons like at all. Uh, yeah, after, I mean the controller like, just the feels better. I mean, and the yeah. only reason it feels better is because we've been holding the same controller for so long, and so I think that's part of what it is. Um, I personally feel like um, that I have had issues with like the triggers on my original DualShock fours. I've had ma- major issues with like pushing down on the L three button. Yes, I know that I play a lot of Destiny. I'm aware of it, <laughs> um, but any game like for a lot of games like sprinting with L3, so those core problems, um, the and then the battery life. I just feel like the battery life on the on the on, maybe it's gotten better on some of the newer ones uh, as they've come out over the last couple of years, but the battery life on stock Dual Shocks is terrible. Oh, um, it, it's terrible. Like my Astro, I rarely have to charge yeah. it. I feel like so. I think battery feel. Um, if I could find a good controller, like as like the the, the paddles and the triggers, like, they're cool. Like I don't always like I don't always use them. I have that evil controller that I'm working on a review for right now. Um, my problem is kind of like the the way that you have to rest your hands on there. Sometimes you're pressing the buttons you're not meaning to press the buttons. Um, so that's a problem for me. Uh, excuse me, but I think it's just like any other controller uh, that. As you get used to holding it or you get find something that's comfortable for you, it's the same reason I can just grab my Xbox controller to play a PC game, set it down, and pick up my PlayStation controller and not have a problem. Like, you know, after a couple minutes, my, my hands just adjust to where they need to be, and I go forward. It's not going to be like, oh, this is like a really clunky, heavy controller. I don't think of it that way. I just wait for my hands to adjust and, and, and go, similar to 
Like I have transition lenses on my glasses. Like I walk outside and they change. I'm not annoyed that I have sunglasses on. It's just it's a it's an over the matter of time thing. Uh, for me, it's it's very frustrating for me to 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 invest X amount of dollars into anything and it not last as long as I think it should. And and yeah. and Dual Shocks don't do that for me right now. Yeah, it's just a shame that most pro controllers are like twice, sometimes three times yeah. the price of a Dual Shock. But if it lasts you three or four years and you buy three or four controllers during that time frame, you spent the same amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess like before you invest in one of these with the next gen consoles coming out, yeah. you have to see if these like pro controllers. I we already know the elites are going to work with the Xbox Series X, so you're probably okay buying one of those. We don't know what the controller situation is going to be with the the next generation of PlayStation consoles. So if you're thinking about buying one of those for the PlayStation or the PS4 right now, maybe wait till we find out details on a PS5 to see if you can transition that over comfortably. Because I'll be sad if I can't use my Astro controller yeah, on the PS5. Definitely. Um, okay, and then uh, last question. RGC uh, RG Cazo on Discord asked, uh, when Dave Hunt is streaming on Twitch, I see six Funko Pops on his shelf behind him. What are they? They're Destiny Funko Pops. Um, so they are Destiny Funko Pops. Yeah. Who are they? Uh, it's there's Shax, the Crucible Handler, Ikora, the Warlock, Osiris, the other Warlock that's been part of the expansions, um, Zavala, the Titan uh, vendor, the Sweeper Bot, which was a Comic Con exclusive. I want to say that a listener sent me um, nice. from somewhere, and then Kate Six. Some of them. No, those ones I've all purchased myself. Other than the sweeper bot one that was a gift from a listener. Um, I purchased myself. Um, are they... So you don't take them out of the box, do you? No, I do not. So. Why not? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't really know. Other than they, they look pretty... I, I mean, the name's on there. There's some pretty cool artwork on the box. Um, and they don't get dusty. But I don't have any specific reason that I have or haven't taken them out of the box. Okay. Yeah, and you those are your only six Funko Pops, so it's understandable. Yeah. There is a I saw it last week. There's a Michael Jordan Funko Pop from North Carolina. That looks really oh, nice. that looks really cool. Like he's wearing the North Carolina Tar Heels jersey. And it's a bald Funko Pop. But yeah, I can see definitely what you're talking about with the eye thing. But these aren't like I don't yeah. consider most of these like these are video game characters, not real people that they try to turn into Funko Pops. Yeah. So I'm sad. I have a life size Michael Jordan Gatorade stand up. Yeah. Like poster board thing and it's him in his north carolina jersey on the back and then him in a uh, bull jersey on the front sarah won't let me put that stand up anywhere in our apartment so it's currently yeah. folded up in my closet mm, i think we're gonna have to do a twitter campaign against sarah yeah it's just it's i mean it's life-size i mean it's like all six whatever i'm not gonna put her twitter words. handle on blast i'm not gonna be that guy yeah, <laughs> just, just tweet at me and then i'll forward them to her i'm not gonna be that guy yeah could be right behind me right now on stream, but nope. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think we covered the spotlight, my, like the, the, you know, discussing the Kobe Bryant thing. Um, and again, like our socials, just the, the social networks, like at tweet at Michael at the first NJC. Just make sure you say stream the switch every time, no matter what you tweet out of yes. stream the switch. Um, the main account is at digital days pod. My, mine is at good Dave hunt. Um, join the Facebook group, please join the discord. Again, if you need links for those stuff, just please say so. There are multiple ways for you guys to get a hold of either one of us for everybody to get a hold of us. Um, we're pretty transparent with that. Um, and then if you choose to support us on Patreon, just go ahead and just go to patreon.com slash digital days gaming, $5, you get the podcast early, $3, you get access to a special social network feed and $7 is bonus content episodes, um, which we need to record soon. And there might be recording a couple of them for February. Yeah. So, um, thankfully the, most of the people that have done that, we've asked them for topics. They're like, yeah, well, I'll think of something eventually. I just wanted to show some support to you guys. So we appreciate the, the ones that have done yeah. that. Um, you know, it'd be cool, to, to, like I said, if to have other Patreon supporters. And again, we're still looking for feedback, though. If there's something on there that you wish that we would do or have or don't have or add to, like, let us know and we can look into it. Um, but it's cool. And and Twitch, again, thank you guys so much for watching on Twitch. Thank you for checking out the past broadcast. Thank you guys for downloading the podcast. Just continue to share it. We had a really good week. 
um, number wise uh, for the, the the last podcast, and that's that's a huge thank you to you. This trip I'm going on uh, that I'm trying to get on the airplane here really soon for is kudos to you guys listening and and uh, already so soon. Like I did not expect to be traveling this soon for something, so that's major props to the community of you guys like sharing the show, listening to the show, downloading the show, interacting with us on social media, all all of the above. So it's it's awesome and 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 always appreciated. But yep. Now, Dave, go catch that flight. Yeah. So I'll <laughs> talk to you everybody later. Thanks again for hanging out. See ya.